Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 231 and it is Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. This year is going by pretty fast already. It's already March. I know. Yeah, like, uh, it's we're already in the third month of the year. It's been one year. One year since the uh, initial lockdowns from co- from the COVID-19 uh, pandemic last year, just one year ago. So now it's like, um, you know, what has changed? You know, it's uh, it's 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 been a hellacious year. Um, uh, yeah. The way we look at it. Yeah, it's been a hellacious 12 months, you know, from from last from March of 2020 to, to now it's um it, it's 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 been it's it's been a, it's been a nonstop uh, uh, sh- uh show of horrors uh, right now we have over you know two million over two million uh people who have died from the coronavirus worldwide uh, over five hundred thousand here in the states uh yeah and and apparently um the state of Texas uh, their governor has decided to uh, uh, lift all uh, COVID restrictions, so he's done away with the mask mandate, uh, Governor Greg Abbott, and now Texas is open 100%. All businesses, all businesses are open for business, restaurants, theaters, the whole shebang, and 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 you know what? And you know why? You know why the United States isn't gonna, isn't going to get a good handle of COVID for years to come? It's because of shit like that. It's because of shit like what we see, what we've been seeing yeah. in Florida, and and I and I and I feel for our peeps, or our peeps like you know we got B Rob in the chat here. We have you know our good friend of the show, John Haponic, Gabe Jackson, uh, Dominique. You know I feel for them because what are they gonna do? They're I mean hell, they're they're living they're living in a circle of hell, and hell literally froze over down there. So. What the fuck, man? How are we going to get a handle of COVID nationwide if if Texas is fucking up? If Texas is if Texas is deciding to go raw dog against the coronavirus, how is the rest of the nation going to fare? But I don't know. I don't know. That's just that's just me. But Carl, what what what, what were you, you going to say? What what are your thoughts? Well, you just said what has changed, and I just simply said the way that we all look at each other. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I I try to keep six feet. I mean, I'm one of those people who I'm, I'm basically, I'm always been, I've been like swimming in it and never caught it, you know, not my word. I'm finally double, I'm double vaccinated. Mm. Congrats. Just beat the shit out of me the other day. Oh, got the second, both, uh, both times. So. Mm. Take lots of Tylenol when you get your vaccination. Yeah. When you get your vaccines, take lots of Tylenol. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, just, I mean, I still manage to, you know, go out, but just, you know, just do the right thing and just protect yourself. Mm. When you protect yourself, you protect other people. And it's just simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I, I see people... 
uh, you know, they're 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 you know even even though even though we have a we had a year of mask wearing we had a year of you know social distancing and you know we know we know what what the precautions are and you know there's even there's even recommendations to to double mask um, in in some cases um, but 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 you said it Carl like we have seen it this this pandemic has changed the way you know we look at we look at each other we it's changed the way we look we look at people i know i know that's certainly true for me because you know like i've said on this on this podcast you know people have shown their asshole you know in in this pandemic you know people have shown a lot of people have shown you know how selfish and just how uh petulant uh they they are when they when they realize that they can't uh, eat indoors at a restaurant or they can't go to parties or concerts and they feel like they can, you know, you know, act a fool, you know, act a Karen, you know, by, by refusing to wear masks in department stores, you know, being all belligerent and shit. And, 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 you know, I see people, you know, on social media, you know, taking pictures of themselves at restaurants and in, in groups, eating, eating inside restaurants and I see people, even even in, in New York City, they're they're they they they've created shacks, sidewalk shacks, to to to, to simulate indoor dining because they can't eat in, inside the actual restaurant. So they so New York the state so New York City decided, oh, why don't we just build a whole bunch of sidewalk shacks, take up more space on on, on walkways, ah. you know, so people can have the have the experience, quote unquote, of eating indoors. You know, so I'm like, oh, okay. So, so not only do we, so not only are we indulging the selfishness of people, but apparently, because with all these uh, little sidewalk shacks that we've created, so we could have got, we could have solved or gotten a good, better handle on the homelessness problem, because you have a lot of people living in the street, you know, having the no choice but to brave the elements. You have these sidewalk shacks that, that where they can actually find some relief. From the cold and from the bitter elements from the rain. Oh, but but no, those are for those are for people who want to get their um, indoor dining on because they're too good to to just order takeout and 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 you know carry out like everybody else, like every other responsible you know adult. God damn it, man! This I still eat indoors at at restaurants. At restaurants. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Carl. You know what? Listen. Yeah. But- they're just no. No, I do. But here's the thing: like the restaurants that that we go to, they're like, you know, they'll shut up. They'll just completely shut down one table, have one. Or there's others that have like plastic gap glass and all that. The wait the wait staff have their mask on. So I mean, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, that that couldn't be me, man. Because you know, you know, COVID is airborne. It, it spreads, and you know, I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to be breathing somebody's COVID right, breath when right, I'm eating my burger. No. Ain't ain't happening. Not doing it. No. Ain't doing it. Nah. Nah. I, 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 can't, I can't do that, man. I, I, I can't. I cannot abide that. And like I said, man, I, 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 and, and I say too, like, I trust people a lot less now thanks to the coronavirus. I, I, I don't... No, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't trust people as much as I did. Like, like before, you know, pre-COVID. Like I had, you know, I, 
you know, I, I, I thought people were, you know, okay for the most part. Like, I didn't, I didn't have much of a problem. Like, hey, you know, people are just trying to do the right thing. You know, we're all just, you know, you know, moving about and, you know, not trying to harm anyone. Now, it's like, it's like, man, it's like, okay, now, now I have to determine, okay, how much of an asshole are you for every person, for every new person that I come across? Is, is it, is it the Meltzer rating? Is it five star? Is it six star? Is it seven star? It, because, you know, you know, people people don't know how to act, Carl. People, and especially in this country, they don't, they really don't know how to act. We're talking about grown men and grown women, you know, grown adults who still don't know how to wear a fucking mask, by the way, you know. And it makes me fearful, too. It's like, Okay, you know, when when I'm able to get the vaccine, you know, in in June or July, you know, in Rhode Island, it's like, man, I I got to be honest with you. I am not looking forward to going back to the dating scene. Fuck that, man. I don't want to be dating somebody who end up, you know, talking to somebody who's who might who might have anti-mask tendencies or who might think that oh, COVID's not a big deal or 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 or, or Hmm. So don't, don't, don't date those people. Yeah, well. As soon as they say anti-mask, like. Right, but but there's. That's it. Excuse me. Right, but 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 then but then there are some right, people. Yeah. Right, but but then there are some people who are like it, it's like oh here's my favorite here's my favorite uh bit, here's my favorite uh rhetoric uh statement that I hear from. From people who don't take COVID seriously or who downplay it, they're like, they're like, you can't, you can't live in fear of COVID. You, you gotta put a brave faith. You don't live in fear, N- nigga. What? Don't live in fear. COVID is not a disease that you can just like put a put a put a superhero cape on and be like, oh, I'm gonna show this virus who's boss. I'm gonna march in that restaurant. I'm gonna march in that Walmart with no mask on, and I'm gonna show this this virus who's boss. I'm gonna show them what freedom is like. That's not how viruses work. You gotta respect this disease. All right. You gotta respect the destruction that it has right. wrought. And if you right. don't. This, 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 don't, oh, oh, sorry, COVID, you can't kill tradition, suck my motherfucking dick, fuck that, anybody who, anybody who has that mentality can go fuck themselves, with a sharp stick, straight up, straight up, March 2021, a year later, people still want to use that don't, don't live in fear bullshit, you can't kill tradition bullshit, fuck those people, Carl, fuck them. God damn it, man! I can't believe oh, no, still we, we have talked about this. But I... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's there's a there's, there's a delay. Something we have killed a lot of traditions. I don't I don't live in fear mainly because of how, you know what I do for a living. I just have no choice but to but to be out there. But mm-hmm. the thing is, it's just it just it's just simply protect yourself. Mm. If others don't want to protect themselves, that's on them. I'm going to protect myself. And. Yeah. A year later. Exposures, but. COVID free. Yeah, man. I mean, you're. It was crazy. Is my dad. His, his health. Not necessarily 
great. My dad's health is awful. But um, he's probably been in the hospital once a month. Mm-hmm. Never caught it. Yeah. Which is like, which befuddles me. Hmm. Yeah, that's... So my main thing is just try to enjoy life the best way you can, but just protect yourself. That's just main key. Wear your mask. Wear, wash your hands. All the other good stuff. Hmm. Just protect yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Can we get into some fun shit? Because you, you don't went to a dark place already. <laughs> I can't help it, man. Yes, we we can get into some into some fun stuff, but you know, it's like I said, you know, it's it's been a whole year of this. It's, it's been a, it's been a whole year since we had to go remote. So, you know, and and I'm just saying, you know, we we st- we still see people that don't know how to act. So, but you know what? Let's let's put that let's put all that aside for a little bit. You know, like I said, our thoughts are with you know people protecting themselves. Our thoughts are with our our friends and peeps in Texas. You know, your, your, your governor is a real asshole for, 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 for opening shit up. But say, please stay safe. Protect yourselves. Protect each other. We love y'all. Um, you know, y- y- y'all, y'all got this. But yes, fun stuff. Carl, you got some things to talk about. Um, some, some good stuff. I got, I got... <laughs> I got two goddamn things. Man, listen, I've been either working. Mm-hmm. I've still been reading King in Black. King in Black, yep. So, and I think that series is supposed to be wrapping up uh, in April. Okay. We'll say the side, the the tie-ins, the tie-ins have been okay. Namor's has just been boring. Namor. Like boring, kind of long-winded. Hmm. Um, the main story is fucking fire. Holy shit, yo! This no dude ain't nothing to fuck with. Mm, no. So, so, yes. yeah. so if that so yeah, more the main story has been fun. Um I've been reading We Were Eight Years in Power. Ah, nice. Tanahisi Coates. Yeah. No, I'm a Tanahisi. I'm a t to- I t- told you I'm a Tanahisi fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent writer. But um set a goal to get him on the show. Hey, that would be a huge, huge get. But, um, so, you have no idea. But, um, one comic I did get that came out last, this uh, past week, it's called Two Moons. Okay. Okay. Two Moons written by, I'm about to butcher these names, so please forgive me. Uh, written by John Acruti and the art is by Valerio Gian Giordano. Yeah, I know I did that. He also did the cover as well. Okay. So, uh, the ongoing horror series that tells the story of a young pony named Virgil Morris, a.k.a. Two Moons, and he's fighting fighting for the Union in the Civil War. He is confronted by his shamanic roots, and he discovers horror is worse than the the combat that he's currently experiencing, and goes from his past on have revealed monstrous evil around it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty well. It was pretty well drawn. I, I kinda, um, 
it's made me think of this one comic that you did read. It's published by Image, by the way. And for some reason, I just cannot. I remember you talking about it, and it just made me think about it. But I was just trying to remember it for, this, for the life of me. Oh, but, bit, yeah. bitter root. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I'm like. This is kind of fucked up, and I'm like, I'm just already one issue in. But it seems like a pretty fun read. I mean, it's something that it's something that keep going because. Uh, uh Coates' uh, Intergalactic uh, Empire of Wakanda series is about to come to an end. And I think he's actually going to be done with Black Panther altogether after that. Because hmm. he signed on to do a screenplay of Superman. Oh, yep. yep with J.J. Abrams. Hmm. Yeah. I, I know. I know. You have your mixed feelings about him. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen. I know he's still doing his um Captain his uh, Captain America run is still going. I just hope he doesn't leave Marvel like at all. Yeah. Come, come back to do something. Do another Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um and and uh, and uh, and also too, um I'll still but before before we continue, uh Carl, um, just so you know in the comments, uh Brian and uh, Gabe say that your uh Wi Fi is taking a shit. Uh, you keep going in and out on their end. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't. I don't know. Like, like maybe you can try like uh, like uh, logging uh, yeah. out and coming back in. Maybe that'll maybe that'll solve it. I don't know. But um, possibly not. I think it's just because like the router's all the way upstairs. Because sometimes I've been having a lot of trouble with that. So I gotta talk. I gotta. Um, talk to Natasha about that yeah okay yeah yeah so I think like yeah if you can solve that at some point maybe maybe you can up the connection but uh but you know we're we're, we're making the best of it um you know uh but yeah but yeah like you like you mentioned uh two moons like I was gonna say like I was getting like from your synopsis I, I was also getting like a bit of like a Lovecraft country uh vibes from that as well in a sense, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, with the whole, with the you know historical and then the combined two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in a sense, I, I get that. I think you would enjoy. I think you would definitely enjoy it. So it's still it's still in stores now. Okay. And then also here's a cash cow for everybody. So and shout out to Chris who works over at Rock Coco's. So he shows me this. Somebody's talking shit. Drop calls for internet and bring me and we get this suicide spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen to quality. So then you're going to discuss a movie that's of the quality of my Wi-Fi right now. Okay, a movie. A movie that's the quality of Carl's Wi-Fi. What could that be? <laughs> oh, oh, Suicide Squad. Look at the movie. Oh, and the possible air cut. Thank you. Well, you know, well, I will, I will say, I will say, John. Um, uh, a thought is, uh, we, we, we may have you on the show. Uh, once we see uh, Zack Snyder's four-hour Justice League on HBO, we, we got to have him on the show for that, Carl. <laughs> I mean. Oh. Uh. That's half of a work shift. 
It is, um, but from what I understand, the Snyder Cut, it's going to be like four one-hour installments, so if you approach it like a TV miniseries, you could probably get through it uh, quicker. Um, but I'm not looking forward to it because Justice League, and we, we reviewed it in episode 100, you know, and <laughs> God, that movie was trash. So I, don't, I can't imagine what four hours will bring uh, to the table. Another roast session. Possibly. I mean, have you seen Jared Leto's Joker images of him from the Snyder Cut? I did. <laughs> he's he's I did. Joker Christ. R- really? This is what we're doing? <laughs> um, we... <laughs> so, I actually... And I also... Hold on. Let me grab it. This was the box set that I was telling you about. Ah, uh, okay. DC Movie Collection. 12 discs. 12 mm. discs of DC movies. Mm. We sat through them all. Oh. From Superman in the 70s all the way to Harley Quinn. Hmm. Okay. Did them all at work. Wow. I left her Supergirl... I told Matt, like, Matt, how you enjoyed the movie? God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. And the thing is, whoever made this, because this was made, they added, like, extra long, like, director's cuts. Scenes in Watchmen that I never even, like, knew existed. Mm -hmm. So... We sat through Batman versus Superman. Oh, oh God. That was half the damn work. <sighs> Yo, I only sat through that half once. Half the Damn. Martha. He's going to kill Martha. Well, it's the director's cut. <laughs> so it's like... Director's cut. So it was a little better, but it's just like... I, I still just wasn't there. It still just doesn't... Still didn't do it for me. It just... Yeah. No? No? Shazam was actually good. Mm. I did like the end of Shazam. Yeah, Shazam is very good. I love that movie. But all the... And he said... And he was saying, listen, we are sitting through these movies. And I'm like, and I thought I was a glutton for punishment. (laughs) Yeah, you know... If, if that's what the job dictates, you know, you, you, you gotta... So, yes. <laughs> Superman, we did it. Damn. We did three. Supergirl, Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Gross. We did Batman Forever. We did Batman Robin. Oh, no. We did Green Lantern. Oh, no. Man of Steel. <laughs> Batman vs. Superman is Suicide Squad back-to-back. God. Yo, that's like... Justice League? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yo, that's... That, just... That 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 rundown really... It's it's giving me depression, man. God, that's, that's, that's a horrible streak of films. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> I mean, I, I, I will I will say DC has gotten better in recent years. I'll, I'll give him that. But man, what a road! Decades, 
decades. I mean, you look at, um, you know, the original Superman, the, the first two Superman films with uh, are, are, are classics in the genre. Um, you've got the, the yes. Tim Burton Batman films. Um, you got Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, you you yeah. got uh, Wonder Woman, both films. You got Shazam. You got <laughs> you got Aquaman. Aquaman is good. <laughs> Have you seen that? I, I was out of it. I, I was just like, I, I, I was yeah, I was in and out of it, and just was like, I'm, I'm not mad at I'm missing anything. Oh man, Aquaman was fun, man. Although they, although I hear that they are gonna replace Amber Heard, um, but as well they should. But um, I heard that. Uh, I actually heard those rumors were debunked. Ah, oh, damn. But, but, but yeah, that's a good, that's a very good movie. I mean, a drum playing octopus, Carl. You you can't beat that. I, and I was done when I was saying. I saw him like, I said, there it is. What's mm. going on on my phone? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you didn't enjoy Black Manta? <laughs> what about Black Manta, though? Yeah, didn't do it for me. Wow. Didn't do it for me. Okay. Well, no? no. I will say this. Uh, we actually, we finished it today. We watched uh, Birds of Prey, so mm. I'm sitting there watching the the scene in the uh, in the carnival. In the front, you know, the front house fight scene at the end. Yeah. And then saw Shad, saw Shad Gaspard, rest in peace. And then I'm sitting there just like squinting, trying to see if I can like catch a scene that they caught Anisha in. Mm-hmm. But it was hard. And I'm sitting there like, wow, like they really do their best to like edit the stunt departments. Oh, yeah. But, like, oh, at least they're facing. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Alright. But yeah. Cash Cow comic. So this Marvel Voices legacy cover, this Miles Morales cover. Ooh, that looks dope. First of all, it's fire. Hmm. So Chris, who works at Rock Coco's, he puts it aside and he goes, Listen, I don't know how I know I I know how you are with you know with these uh cash cows and collectors and all that. But he's like this cover is already saw. Mind you, it came out last Wednesday. This was Friday. It's already it's already selling for like twenty five bucks. Damn! Just inflate the value already. So this is. Okay. It, it is. Oh, by the way, he sold it, he sold it for me for a regular price, which is four ninety nine. But within those few days, like, he just, I mean, it just inflated like that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen nothing that crazy since um, Amazing Spider-Man 55, which is a really dope cover, but I don't feel like going all the way across the room to get it. Mm. But they're on their fourth reprint, mm. and each reprint is selling like crazy. Like, yeah. those next few, the few days after I got it, it was already selling for, like, 55. Wow. When I bought it for average $3.99 price. Man, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how fast uh, these comics shoot up in value, especially like the variant cover. Variant covers, and one, and there is like sometimes 
depending on like who does it and which comic it is, mm-hmm. that they do have these one. They do have like one per store variants. Yep. So there was a Black Panther one that Reagan had. I'm like, I want it. And since you know I'm a loyal customer, he's like, I have to take it. So yeah, I actually spent but that one I actually spent thirty bucks on a comic, but how many people have it? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you get that, that value of a collector's item. Nice. Exactly. Nice. So I it's not the most, it's not the most I spent on a comic. Regular raw single issue, yeah, that is the most I spent. Mm. Graded was three hundred. Whoa. And that was my Payment plan, so I was good. <laughs> okay. Not, okay. Mm. It's good to get. It's good. I always tell people it's good to have a guy. <laughs> good, good to have a guy. Yeah. 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 Someone can. All right, but that's all that I've been up to. Oh, and um, Ratchet and Clank is for free on PlayStation Network today. So. Yes. Yep. And also, you know what else is free on the on the PlayStation Plus Network? Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yes, yes. Final Fantasy VII Remake and Remnant from the Ashes. Both games are free on the PlayStation Plus store uh, for the month of March, as well as Farpoint for the PSVR. And there's a PlayStation 5 game that's also available for free, too. Um, I forget the name of it, though. Yeah. I did, and I saw, I was looking at it earlier. Too, and I, didn't, I just completely like, forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man. Uh, you know, right. But yeah, man. Uh, speaking of... Speaking oh, of, did you ever finish your four in February? I finished th- three of the games. Um, I didn't get to the fourth one because uh, I had other games that I'm playing oh, now. Okay. So I finished... So four in February, I did finish uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Uh, um, Hitman from 2016, and um, Streets of Rage 4. So I beat that game on hard mode, uh, the story mode. Yep. Yeah. So the, so the fourth game, which I had, was uh, River City Girls. That's gonna wait a while. Um, but but the game but the game that I'm playing now. I was actually interested in hearing your review of that. Uh, of which game? Uh, River City Girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll definitely give more thoughts uh, once I get deeper into the game. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, I, yeah, I've been I've been playing a lot of uh, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and that game that game Are is. You <laughs> I I am home, man. Listen, I am I I am back on the Star Wars train. After fuck Rise of Skywalker Forever uh, threw me off uh, for a year, um, but I'm back um, thanks to the Mandalorian and the Clone Wars, and now I'm playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on the PS4, which was developed by Respawn uh, Entertainment, um, also published by EA. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, it's an excellent uh, single-player game. And what I really love about it too is that even though it is an EA published game, it's 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 solely a single single player uh, story driven narrative 
there are no microtransactions, there's no multiplayer, no frills, just straight up good good interactive storytelling and excellent gameplay. You know, no no BS. You know, no gouging. You know, uh, gamers for money for extra money. And I'm like, man, this is what this is what gaming should feel like in 2021. But yeah, man, um, Jedi Fallen Order. It's a game that uh, it takes place uh, sometime um, after. It, well, it takes place in between Episodes Three: Revenge of the Sith and the original Star Wars film A New Hope. So during the rise of the Galactic Empire. Um, I think it takes place a few years after Revenge of the Sith. So you're playing as um, uh, Cal Kestis. He's a former, he's a Jedi who's who was who's been living in hiding, um, and he's uh, um, uh, being pursued by the Inquisitors, um, which are these uh, uh, these dark side wielding former Jedi uh, led by the second sister. And so Cal uh, Kestis, the main character, he he joins a, a small crew. Uh, led by Grease, this four-armed alien pilot of the Mantis, and uh, a former Jedi Knight uh, called named Sarah Junda, played by Deborah Wilson. Uh, and you know she she cut herself off from the Force, and you, and throughout the game you understand why that is. And it's it's an excellent game. Like I really I really like um, the the exploration aspects of it, where there's like so many different hidden collectibles that you can come across. You can upgrade the, the combat the combat is excellent the lightsaber combat is excellent so you can upgrade your lightsaber skills like different abilities with with your weapon uh different force abilities from pushing and pulling uh to slowing down time um to upgrading survival skills like increasing your health and your force usage um there's also um there's also there's a, all, each of the levels are pretty long too so there's also like always like different um different hidden hidden passageways you can use to connect like different parts of the level and there's cut and, and, and as far as the combat goes is very much like uh it's like souls born light so it's kind of like um you know there's like the the combat the combat is reminiscent of dark souls or or, or bloodborne and when you die you end up or or you, when you die you like all the enemies respawn or if you end up at a save point you know to upgrade and you know rest then enemies will also respawn as well. So you kind of have to balance, you know, okay, is it worth upgrading or or refilling my whole health bar to face all these tough enemies again? Um, it's 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 an excellent game, and 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 as far as like a a, a narrative goes, like it's de it definitely fits very well into the Star Wars universe. Um, it does it, and and, and the characters are, are 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 rich and you know well realized. Uh, and, it, and it's just a gorgeous game too, man. Like when you go on a different planets like Kashyyyk and you know Dathomir, like it, it, like every every planet has a very distinct look and feel. Um, uh, I will say that that the one thing that I'm not really feeling about Jedi Fallen Order is the map system. Like the map, the 3D map to, to navigate levels, not really the best in not really the best in the world, especially in Dathomir because like that map is is pretty convoluted, and when you're trying to backtrack. To get some hidden collectibles, you end up getting lost, and it's like, God damn, this is taking way too long. Uh, so, I, so I think that the map, the map system, and then some of the level design could have could have used a little bit more finessing. But yeah, like if you're a Star Wars fan, um, definitely go out of your way to pick up uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's pretty cheap uh, on on, play, on the PlayStation Store. Uh, that's where I got it. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to finishing it. I'm I think I'm I think I'm almost at the end. 
um, but I will finish it soon. It's definitely uh, a, a great addition to the Star Wars uh, canon. Uh, way better than Rise of Skywalker. Fuck that movie forever. And uh, yeah, check it out, man. Re- Jedi Fallen Order, 2019. Um, I'm so angry, man. You're home now. You're home now. You're supposed to be back. Just be happy at home. Yeah, I'm, well, th- yeah. Thanks to the Mandalorian, I'm I'm happy I'm home. But you know what, Rise of Skywalker, that movie, that movie was worse than the prequels. And you know what, <laughs> and y- you know what, it's 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 gonna be f fuck that movie forever. You know what, forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Yes. And J.J. Abrams, like I don't want to be too hard on J.J. Abrams, but as a quick as a quick aside, he 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 knows how to. He's he's a good director when it comes to spectacle. When it comes to like good set pieces, but his whole mystery box storytelling and and his over reliance on nostalgia and 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 references and pop culture references, it's 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 a huge detriment. And I think that if J.J. Abrams can focus more of his strengths on original uh, stories, you know, more so than just aping what came before, he'd be better off. But you know, I I, I guess. I don't want to speak for the guy, but I guess I guess like original storytelling is not quite his forte. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, John Haponics asking me in the comments, "Have I ever cried during a video game?" I have not. No, I've never cried during a video that's game. That's a good question. Not during a video game. No, there there hasn't been a video game that has really moved me emotionally like that. Um, some games that I, I felt the emotion for sure, like games like The Last of Us, like the first one for sure, but I've never really had a tear uh, shed. Um, also looking at the comments, uh, Kang, Lennox, um, I think I, I, to answer your question, Kang, um, is the Uncharted film already in progress? I believe so. I believe it is filming right now. And, yeah. and, Tom, <laughs> and Tom Holland is the lead as Nathan Drake, which is a very interesting choice for that role. Um... He did post. He did post a picture of it of um of him on his Instagram. So you can see where they're going with it because Tom Holland still looks like he's twelve, and Mark yeah. Wahlberg playing um. Uh, it, you know the guy whose name I can't remember right now. Is it I love that game. Is it Sully? Sully, yeah. Wow. Mark Wahlberg as Sully. That is interesting so casting. What, yeah. So what they do? They're doing the younger, the still you know younger Nathan Drake. And then eventually, you know, he's gonna grow into the roles if you know if they're if it's well and if it does well enough to do sequels. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that that should work. You know what? Hey, you know what? As far as like, uh, hopefully, this could be the start of a video game movie renaissance because Lord knows <laughs> that whole uh, genre, if you will, needs it. Um, I will I will say like, and I never thought I would say this. I am looking forward to an, another video game based movie that's coming out in April on HBO, on HBO Max and in theaters. Mortal Kombat. Oh man, yo, that Mortal Kombat trailer. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. They put it down. They, they put it down. Yeah, they 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 put it down like I remember um God, it was it must have been like almost ten years ago. Like there was like a fan made uh, Mortal Kombat uh, a trailer or like a or like a short film 
where it was like it, it was like a it was like a much more realistic take on Mortal Kombat. I forget I I can't, I can't think of the film the director who did it, but you might know who I'm what I'm talking about. But like it was like um it took place at a, at a precinct at a police precinct, and um as somebody played Jax Jackson Jackson Briggs, and um and it, and it, it was it, it was like a real world a gritty detective real world take on mortal Kombat, and it kind of alluded to a character yeah, like sub-zero um, scorpion yeah yeah you, you legacy. know Le- legacy yes mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat legacy. Legacy. It, was, it was actually like a youtube series oh yeah okay yeah yeah i, I haven't it's seen Michael it Jai White was Jack. oh okay have you have you seen that do you know if it was any good I was watching it. Yeah, I watched a few of those episodes. Those were good. Mm. Okay. Those were really good. Fun fact, Kano was never written to be Australian. Oh, really? That was literally the actor from the first movie. He was just ad-libbing. Mm. Oh. And everybody loved it so much. They're just like, all right, from now on, Kano was Australian. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Uh, oh, uh, what's up, Dominique? She's in the chat, and also what's up, Chris? Chris Stewart in the chat as well. Stubert. Um, Your main man, Stubert. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Besides, uh, so yeah, besides uh, Jedi Fallen Order, um, I've also uh, bought, um, and they were on sale on the PlayStation uh, Store. I also bought uh, the Dark Souls trilogy. So all three games. So I'm actually playing Dark Souls Remastered uh, for the first time, and uh, it's I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, there's a lot. There's some 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 really frustrating areas, but that's part of the appeal. You know, it's, it it is it is challenging, um, but it's but it's but it, it it is fair. So I'm actually you know working my way through that game a bit, um, and, and I, I haven't played part two yet, but I have finished part three like a couple years ago. So going back to the first game is actually pretty interesting. And also trying to piece together the story because the story is pretty obscure. So it's like you have to like dig through like the items yeah. and like some of the some of the lore to piece it together. Um, but but you know you don't ha- you don't really have to do it to to enjoy the game. But you know if you want to be more invested in the world, you, then you then you should. But yeah, so I'm playing Dark Souls Remastered. Um, Let's see. Um, as far as uh, stuff I've been watching, um, and, and I can't believe since, since you mentioned DC earlier, Carl, I, I can't believe I've, it's been it, keep, it keeps slipping my mind to recommend this. Um, I highly recommend, and thanks to friend of the show John Haponic for recommending me this uh, show, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn on okay. the Harley Quinn animated series, which is on HBO Max. That shit is that shit is great. Yo, don't sleep on Harley Quinn, like, cause like, cause when, uh, cause John was praising it, and I'm like, I'm like a Harley Quinn series. Hey, I like the character, but what can a Harley Quinn animated series do for me? So, I sat down, and you know what? It was not at all what what I expected. It's 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 violent, it's profane, it's it has a lot of meta humor that really pokes fun at the DC universe and itself, and and. What I really like too is that the 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 characters, the, the characters have a have a have a surprising amount of depth, and you really you really uh, feel for them and relate to them. Like for example, uh, the main the main uh, uh, the, the the main two characters, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. 
God, I I really love Poison Ivy in, in the Harley Quinn series. Like she's like she's like this this deadpan sardonic uh, character who you know who's basically just a who's just over hum, over humanity. But she but she all but she also has this, builds a strong friendship with Harley Quinn, and Harley Quinn you know she's also getting over you know ending her abusive relationship with the Joker, and 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 even though the show has a lot of like wicked humor in it and it's and it's hilarious from start to finish like there is a there is a surprising amount of depth that the that the show delves into like from you know recovering from toxic relationships to you know forging unexpected connections like for example i never like as a batman fan i never would have thought that a character like kite man would be compelling like apparently kite man you know it actually develops a romance, a legit romance with Poison Ivy, and you wouldn't think it because 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 Kite Man is kind of like the Waldo Geraldo Faldo of the show. He's like he's he's a simpleton, you know. He's simple as fuck, you know. And it's like, dude, how 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 have you survived this long, you know, without killing yourself? But and and what could Poison Ivy possibly see in you? But then you see how they forge a connection and in, in, in their bond. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, opposites attract and, you know, they make it work. Um, the, the the cast, the cast is top-notch, top-to-bottom on, on, on the Harley Quinn series. You got uh, Kaylee, Kaylee Kuko, um, I hope I pronounced that right, as Harley Quinn, uh, and, of course, Lake Bell as Poison Ivy. Um, Alan Tudyk, who plays uh, Clayface, <laughs> And his Clayface is hilarious. He's like this, you know, because you know Clayface is, a, is an actor, and you know he kind of can morph and change his voice and his appearance. You know, and so you like you can tell that Alan Tudyk has a lot of fun in that role. Uh, he, he also plays a Joker. He also voices the Joker um, in, in, as well. You have Tony Hale as Doctor Psycho, uh, Ron Funches as King Shark, who who I, well, actually I really like King Shark in this show too. Um, and of Jason Alexander as Cyborgman, um, the the old the old man landlord who who is a cyborg, um, and of course JB Smoove as Frank the Plant, who is a poison ivy friend. JB Smoove. Yeah, JB. Like, cool people with the list, yeah. Yeah, yeah, JB Smoove, man. Yo, like he he's a hell of a voice actor, man. Like especially like in Grand Theft Auto Five, when he plays um Chakra Attack, uh. Uh, Ray D'Angelo Harris, that's the name of his character in Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> that shit had me dying. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a damn good show, Carl. Like 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 if if you're a fan of like you know shows like you know like like Family Guy or Rick and Morty in terms of that crass uh, humor, but also with good writing and good characters to boot and, and even some good dialogue and character moments, definitely go out of your way to watch Harley Quinn. It's it's only two seasons. It's on HBO Max. It's it's a it's a really good series. I can't recommend it enough. It's it's hilarious. I like it. I don't know if DC Warner Brothers is working on a third season. If we, I don't know if and when we're gonna get it. But you know how it ended in season two. I'm like, you know what? If we don't get another season, I'd be okay with that still because what we got was hilarious and it was great. Um, yeah. And of course, oh, and and I and I, and I can't forget too, Bane. Bane is one of my favorite characters in Harley Quinn. Like his cuz like he has the appearance of regular Bane from the animated series and the comics, but he has the voice of Tom Hardy's Bane from Dark Knight Rises. And so he like he's he's a guy who like nobody takes seriously, 
but like he but like he he's so earnest as a villain like he just wants to do he wants to be the best villain he can be but everyone keeps shitting on him like the rogues gallery keeps shitting on him and it's like damn man yo give bane a chance <laughs> but but yeah man check it out carl i think you'll like it i think you'll like the series I'm gonna be watching Coming to America so pretty soon this weekend. So oh, that's right. Yeah, coming out uh March fifth. Yeah. If you have been, I'm probably gonna have an anxiety attack for like before watching because remember, this is my all Coming to America is my all time favorite movie and they're just doing an unnecessary sequel. I will say the trailer was funny. I haven't seen the trailer. I've avoided all footage of the of the of the film. I want to I want to go in completely fresh, fresh. But, 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 I'm so scared. I mean, fifth agreement on like the highest I've ever been. Hmm. Yeah, I I hear you, man. Because Coming to America is a certified classic. Um, and, but I, w- I will say like, I'm tempering my expectations because I want to, I want to judge the film on its own terms. Um, I, I, I do like the, the, the pedigree behind it. I mean, they do have, uh, several people from the original cast, excuse me. And they have Craig Brewer, who's, who directed, uh, Dolomite is my name and, wow. and hustle and flow as, as a director of this film. So you know, it's it's and it, and I think it has the original screenwriters from the original film, so it has it has a lot of it has a lot of good elements in place. So the question is, how is it all going to come together? And who knows? By next next week's episode, we might we might give it praise or we might have a roast session. It depends. <laughs> I'm scared. I am scared. Hmm. But you know what? Uh, I will say. I, I just can't. I cannot stress it out. I'm scared. <laughs> but go ahead, please continue. Yeah. Um. But yeah, coming to America too. Like, we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see how that turns out. Uh. But um. But I've also um uh, caught uh, a couple couple of uh, uh, new movies. Uh. Both on Hulu. Um. Which are which are pretty good. Uh. One is uh my my uh zoom wallpaper this week it's on hulu it, it's a it's a, one of uh, last year's most acclaimed films but it's but it just got its wide release now it's called nomadland so nomadland starring francis mcdormand um it's written written and directed by chloe zhao uh, who directed such films as songs my brothers taught me and the rider and she's also the director of uh, uh, marvel's upcoming film eternals um this film uh, hey, no- didn't this, um, sorry, didn't this just win like one, uh, no, a Golden uh, Golden Globe Award? Yes, yep, it won uh, Chloe Zhao. She won a Golden Globe Award for Best Director uh, uh, this past Sunday, um, and and well deserved, well deserved, because uh, this is a really good film. Uh, Nomadland uh, it stars Frances McDormand, uh, as she plays a woman, uh, a wi- a widow uh, named Fern who. You know, she she lives like in in this remote uh, town called um, Empire, Nevada, and uh, it's like it's like a small like uh, factory town, and uh, basically it's been hollowed out, and um, you know her husband passed away, and um, you know the town the town's so small that the, that its own zip code was actually discontinued, 
so so uh, so so Fern uh, decides to um, you know take up the nomad lifestyle. So she goes on the road, you know, in her RV, and you know she meets other fellow nomads, fellow travelers who are living out in the open open plains of like the south and southeastern or southwestern uh, U.S southwestern u.s and you know they, they have like this little you know commune this little community they're all living out in their rvs you know they're living that nomadic lifestyle you know you know and for different reasons you know some of them you know come to the lifestyle because you know they've they've experienced a lot of grief a lot of loss and you know they just want to start fresh other many of them are elderly you know up in age like in their 60s or 70s and you know they want to you know you know reconnect uh, to to the earth to the land you know after being in cities for so long you know being in that part of that grind the daily grind that rat race um and 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 what's really interesting too is that you look at the you look you look at the character and you look at how you know you look at her journey and how she navigates this nomad lifestyle and and, and in turn you you it's a good introduction to seeing what that lifestyle is like uh, so for example there's a there's scenes where you know she's taking up um, a seasonal work at, at, at an Amazon warehouse just to, just to make enough money to kind of, you know, you know, buy some things for our RV. Um, there are times where she, you know, she's like, you know, sleeping out in her RV, like in, in like parking lots or in the open fields, like in really cold weather. Um, there, there's a scene where, uh, where she's, uh, where she's told that, you know, you know, you have to, you have to take care of your shit literally because you know there was no indoor plumbing in an rv so that's why you got to have different buck different size buckets for every occasion you know so you know the shit bucket you you, you got to figure out you know how deep how deep you want it to go so uh you got to figure that out you got to figure out food um you just got to figure out you know how to how to you know take different odd jobs here and there to survive you know you know on the road and you know what's really cool about this film too is like you you get this like you get this like real uh, sense of who this character is, Fern. Uh, you know, Frances McDormand, like she's she's just so good in the film. Like she's just, she's one of the, she's a, has a, has such a really excellent performance where, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of like grief that she's that she's internalizing. You know, she's a, she's a bit of a free spirit, and you know, she's just trying to make her way. You know, with this new lifestyle. And what's cool is that like she's. You know, well, not cool, but like, but but rather interesting is that you know she's kind of you know, she's move she's more she's more governed by the by the loss of the grief the loss of her husband, and so even though she's in the, she's in like these wide open spaces these wide open fields and she's on the road, you know it's 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 freedom in a way, but it's also like like a like a like a prison or a box of a of a very different sort because you know at the end when she's traveling by herself yeah she meets all these interesting people but it's like well you know you know how much of that is governed by her grief and how much of that is governed by her desire you know to be free and to you know to to connect with nature and all this um i also like the supporting cast in the film um there's this one um uh, oh, David Stra David Stra David Strathern is in the in the film too. Uh, uh, I also like I also like some of the characters she meets. Like for example, she meets this one woman um, who who may I think she may have been a or maybe still is a, like a real life a nomad. And, and and the film uses a lot of non professional actors, so there was a lot of like people, a lot of actual nomads who were featured in the film. And there's this one woman that she meets who, you know, she's uh, she's dying of you know terminal cancer, and um, you know she's you know, um, 
and, and you know, she's she's talking about uh, an experience of you know kayaking, and you know how one day you know she saw this beautiful you know sight of like these 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 birds, these sparrows, you know, flying in the sky. You know, they're you know they're being reflected on the on the lake that she was on, and you know she talked about you know how beautiful that was, and it, you know if she had died in that moment, it would have been okay, you know, because she felt fulfilled, and you know. That's one example of like how you know some people you know want to you know connect, reconnect with nature you know being in being a nomad. Um, I also really love the direction uh, of the film. Uh, Chloe Zhao, like when you look at this film as well as her previous two films, The Writer and Songs My Brothers Taught Me, um, Chloe Zhao is excellent at creating a real sense of place. And and because like every location that she films in, like whether it's like the vast open plains that you like you see in my zoom background or like in South Dakota, where she shot her first two films, where you see like these like, you know, these wide, expansive uh, plains of like grass and bush and, you know, like and, or like in, in the fir in her first film where it takes place in this uh, uh, Indian reservation, this native native reservation, um, you, you you get to see like how an environment shapes characters' choices and shapes characters' actions, and and and, and you see how how you see the relationship between a per, between an individual and their environment and how they in, influence each other, and so Chloe Zhao is really good at 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 bringing at conveying that uh that kind of um you know, emotion, that emotional intelligence uh, on, on screen. And so, like, you know, her direction is under, understated and, and the film is pretty, you know, pretty chill. You know, it has a really chill vibe, you know, so, so you're kind of drawn into it in that way. So, uh, so, it, so it, it, it's just a remarkable film. It's worth watching. It's called Nomadland. It's on Hulu. Um, Chloe Zhao, uh, so far, she's three for three in, in, in terms of, like, a really solid, really uh, great uh, independent features, uh, which makes me very interested to see what she brings to the table with the Eternals, uh, which is coming out this November, where she's going from these like very small budgeted um, character-based uh, independent features to like this ginormous Hollywood spectacle ensemble piece. So that's gonna be interesting, and 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 also too like that also brings up another point where Marvel. You know, Disney Marvel, they, they've had this trend of hiring, you know, all these independent filmmakers for for their big projects. Like, for example, with Captain Marvel, you had Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Um, uh, you also had, um, um, oh, what's his name? Mark, not, no, John, John Spathes, I think. John something or other. I forget, I forget the name of the director who did the Spider-Man films, Homecoming and Far From Home. Um, he directed Cop Yeah, Cop. Yeah. Um, of course, Ryan Coogler, Fruitvale Station. You got Black Panther, uh, James Gunn, Taika Waititi. Uh, so yeah, Marvel. And, uh, yeah. Man, uh, homegirl who's actually uh, who directed the upcoming uh, Candyman sequel. Yeah, Nia DaCosta. Yep. Uh, Nia yes, da she's gonna be doing uh, Marvel too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So. So that's it's interesting how Marvel is hiring all these independent directors to helm uh, to helm their their features, um, but that, that, that but that does remind me and like there's also I think part of that too is because like uh, Marvel uh, they they pre visualize all of their action scenes so like if you actually go on YouTube on the Insider the Insider YouTube channel there's like this interesting video where they show the pre visualization process for all of the Marvel films 
where they where they uh they sketch out and they create like you know basic 3d models of like the act of the cg action scenes uh the set pieces in their marvel films sometimes before a script is written and so like so they want to get all that pre-visualization out the way so that way when they when they hire when disney marvel hires a director they can handle all of the character based uh moments and some of and of course some of the action too and there's like you know there's there's pros and cons pros and cons to that approach like on the one hand, the pre-visualization uh, um, method allows Marvel to crank out films at a steady pace because, like, you know, they have they have it all figured out. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, how much how much uh, input does a director have on those action scenes? Like, what if they want to change something, or what if they want to tweak something to kind of better fit the script? Like, uh, I'm pretty maybe maybe Disney Marvel allows some some degree of that, but like. You know, those films are you know largely made by committee. You know, and it's not you know stating not 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 saying it's good or bad, but you know it's just a it's just a, it's just an interesting observation. It's like okay, I can see why Disney Marvel hires indie directors because it's like well, this, they can they can handle all of the all of the acting bits, the the character bits, because they all because they all they have the action stuff figured out. But it's like well, how much input does a director have in those scenes though? But you know, it's just something, just just an observation I saw. I guess it's possibly a case by case scenario. Yeah, I think so. Especially like, we, uh, for example, like um, I'm pretty sure like James Gunn had had all, tons of input in the Guardians films, and Ryan Coogler, of course, uh, and of course Taika Waititi with Thor Ragnarok. Um, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was just, it was just an observation I saw. Um, what else? Oh, but but there's another film. That's on Hulu, Carl. Uh, it, it came out last year, but it was a very limited release, so it's just making its wide release now. This is one of the most fucked up films I have seen in a, in quite some time. I mean, my God, it's it's a film that uh, it tickled all sorts. It tickled my fancies in many of the right places. Um, it's a film that. It's a film that you know I really wouldn't recommend eating, uh, unless you want to while watching it. Um, it's it's a film it's a film directed by Brandon Cronenberg, um, and it's a film called Possessor. Uh, Possessor it's uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, he's the son of David Cronenberg, uh, David Cronenberg who directed such films as The Fly. <laughs> which ooh, one of my one of my all-time favorites you, have you seen the fly with jeff goldblum a long time ago funny funny fact though is when uh snl was doing uh the skit about the debate mm-hmm. and you know how the fly ended up on mike pence's head yeah yeah everybody was petitioning for jeff goldblum to play the fly <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean that would have been a nice nice meme <laughs> Yeah, I know, but Jim Carrey ended up doing it anyway. But you know, Jim Carrey's just the goat. But anyway. Yeah. But proceed. But yes, uh, Possessor. Uh, it's it's a sci-fi ho- psychological horror film, and it stars uh, Andrea Riseborough, uh, Sean Bean, um, Jennifer Jason Leigh, um, Christopher Abbott, and Ross of Ross of Sutherland, and Tuppence Middleton. Um, it's it's an interesting sci-fi film, so it takes place uh, like in somewhere like in the what's up? 
He, you said Sean Bean, so I already know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh boy, does it! So okay, so like so so in so in the film, right? So the main character is a- uh, Andrea Riseborough. She plays a, a, a an assassin named Tasia Voss. And uh, Tasia, she uh, she's she's a she's an assassin who possesses who possesses um, her her marks her targets in order to assassinate other people. So rather than assassinating um, targets directly, she'll find someone else whom she can use, who, who, whose body she can use to possess, and then and then, and then through through their bodies she'll she'll kill her target and then she'll end up killing herself or the host as well. So she's, so she's like, so she's like Mike, she's, she's possessing the bodies from afar in like this secret um, lab somewhere. And Jennifer Jason Lee plays her handler or her boss. And throughout the film, uh, uh, the Andrea Riseborough's character, Tasia, she's also um, battling, you know, her own mental struggle. Like she's battling like madness because it's, it's clear that she's been doing this kind of assassin work, assassination work for a long time. And in possessing, in possessing bodies, you know, over the years, she's starting to go, she, her mind is starting to become undone. So she's, she's starting to have a hard time, not only telling what's real and what's, what's not, but she's also having a hard time controlling, you know, her, you know, her, the host bodies that she possesses. And so in her latest job, um, she possesses the the husband or the fiance of this really rich uh, businesswoman um, whose, whose father is played by Sean Bean. And, uh, and, when, and as you're watching the film, man, th- when this film, when this film gets violent, it gets violent. Like this film was unrated. Like this film is NC-17 shit. Like, like there's scenes where people, where where characters are getting, are getting stabbed in the neck. You you see like geysers of blood gushing out of the cardioid artery. You're seeing people getting hacked, hacked like 15, 20 times, literally. I counted with a with a butcher's knife. Um, Sean Bean, who shit, yo. Sean Bean's death. In in the first season season of Game of Thrones was a mercy killing compared to what his character went through, suffered in this movie. It all I'll, all I will say is this: it involves a fireplace poker, which goes into some places that it shouldn't. And I was sitting there like, God damn, they're not gonna. And they show everything, close ups of every grisly detail. Ooh. Man, it, it I, like I was sitting there like, God damn David, God damn Brandon Cronenberg, just pull, just just show some restraint. Like the, like I will admit that the, the the violence in this film, the violence in this film is is pretty gratuitous, and it, and it and it and it and it was borderline even for the likes of me. But you know what? It's it's a it's a film that it's a film that I did enjoy. I, I really did I really did enjoy the the originality. Oh, what was that, Carl? Of course you did. Well, yeah, like like I I enjoyed the origin the, the the originality of the concept. You know, like pos- the, what it's like possessing you know you know other bodies to to carry out assassination work, and like and then like its themes of identity and madness and um 
and also like that internal struggle you know that, that you see manifested in like with, with some unique visual effects and editing um there's also a lot of a lot of full frontal nudity so there's a lot of um uh, uh, you know, you know, the, the, the you know, it, it, you know, there's a, there's a lot of scenes where it's like, okay, if Brandon Cronenberg wasn't the son of a famous uh, director, he probably would be a, a pornographer, you know, you know, you, 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 but, but, you know, it's nothing that you haven't seen in, in, in an average porn movie, porn video on like Pornhub or something. So, you know, I was like, well, okay, I'm like, okay, all right. I, I, I see what you're going for, Brandon Cronenberg, you, a, a lot of sex, balance uh, you know to to uh, to to kind of balance a lot of the grisly violence that we see a lot of red a lot of blood a lot of blood you know um a lot of stabbing um but uh but yeah possessor it's it's it, it's a violent film it's gratuitous it's it's not for everybody um I, I i will say that if if you come away disliking the film hey you're not going to get any argument from me but i enjoyed it I, I definitely enjoyed this film. Um, I it it tickled my fancy, and um and and I will say you know as a fan of sci-fi horror and psychological horror, um, I am very much looking forward to seeing what Brandon Cronenberg does next, um, because if he's anything you know if he's anything like his old man you know who's directed such films as The Fly and Scanners, man we are we are in for some gloriously fucked up movies in the future. I'm here for it. I think I think we need those movies. Um, you know, it, the, the, these are films that you can definitely sit down with the whole family and you know have a nice dinner over. Um, nah. You know, the, the, these are films that you can like if you if you're trying if you you know because I, I know you like to fall asleep to movies, Carl. So you know if you're if you're trying to fall asleep, you know just put on Possessor on Hulu. You know, or 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 or, or watch it with Natasha. You know, D make it a date nah. film. You know, make it a double. Natasha. Natasha might like it. You know, depending on her tolerance for violence Probably and would. blood. Probably would. She, 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 she loves murder. Okay. Well, in that case, then tell her, tell her. To, well, <laughs> well, I, I, I will say that th th there is one scene though that may turn her off completely. So I'm just gonna put that disclaimer out there. She'll know it when she sees it. But um, and it's and it's not the Sean Bean scene. <laughs> as as the. She already, she's already. Done with Victor recommendations, though. So we have... listen. Listen. You. <laughs> you. I'm gonna have to do that convincing for me. Well. You are. I mean, it, it, I mean, hey, it, it it depends. Like, I will I will say like what what kind of okay what kind of movies does she like? I can recommend some some better ones. Ones that ones that don't, you know. Stupid ones. Stupid ones. Stupid films. Like, like how stupid are we talking, Carl? She enjoyed dance flick. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You, 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 you didn't say that. Uh, I said it. Tell me you didn't, you, you did not, you did not just say that. She enjoyed dance flick, and she's like, I love stupid movies. She's just, I'm like, okay. Gotta sit through this, huh? Okay. Well. All right. Well. Uh, okay. Well. Any anybody who likes dance flick, okay. 
there's a there's a solid chance that they probably won't like any of the movies I recommend because you know they're actually good and they're challenging. But anyway, um, uh, I, I, I do want to ask I do want to ask you this. Yes. This movie give you any ideas about the people in your basement? <laughs> I will. Listen, Carl. Um, the, the 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 people in my basement they're 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 very comfortable. They're well taken care of. They're well taken care of. All you have to do is let them in. Let them in. Anyway, so um, yeah, so Possessor. It's on Hulu. Check it out. If you're if you're in the mood for something uh, depraved and fucked up, I'm looking at the comments here. Uh, Aaron, uh, we have um, we have uh, AK Aaron Ferguson from Pop Stew. Check out their podcast; it's awesome. Scanners, also from David Cronenberg, is all the way messed up, especially the the infamous head explosion scene. Ah, oh, delicious. Um, video Video Drome is also messed up too. You know, long live the new flesh. Um, he also says, I've never seen anyone who admitted to liking Dance Flick. Me neither. Me neither. And there's a first time for everything. Because even I looked at it, I was like, really, this is what we're doing tonight? This is what we're doing tonight. So, yeah. Okay, so so stu- stupid movies, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can't. I, I no. I, I can't recommend anything then. <laughs> well, she was she was the one who did recommend it. And, and this is well, I remember reviewing this. <laughs> I remember reviewing this for you to you uh, a couple years ago, like when we first started dating. She did put it on abducted in plain sight. She put me onto that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, is that yeah. a yeah? Is that a series? It was a you know, it was a documentary about this guy who was having sex with his family's daughter. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. The father. Mhm. And the father. Yeah, you you reviewed it on the podcast a while ago. And I remember you said, I said before I remember exactly. You said before you go any further, are they? Hmm. Yeah. Like, are they what? Are they? Like, yeah, they are. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch Abducted in Plain Sight. I'm just not. Just, just your I, your review alone. Was I, I think. I, I think you should. I, I think you should. I sat through strange things about the Johnsons. You can say. You can sit through that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Strange. She th- watched. She watched it twice. Twice. Once with me, once with me, and once with that. Well, the first time without me. Mm-hmm. And she watched it a second time with me, just so she could see my reaction. Yeah. She still has the picture in her phone. <laughs> but if you got, you made us do that. You gotta. I want a review of mm. abducted in plain sight from you. Um. It, you know what? Never say never, but you know what? That might not happen for a long time, Carl. Uh, you know what? We sat through strange things about the Johnsons, and we never had any 
rebuttal from you. Yeah, that's our rebuttal. Well, here's the thing. Two years later. <laughs> two years later. That's our rebuttal. Well, here's the thing. Uh, strange thing about We're the... We're not doing a rules. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Strange thing about the Johnsons is fictional. It's not. It's not a documentary. It's not real life. You know, I mean, it's 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 a it's a I want, it's a family film. I want to you shut your face. <laughs> I want you to count how many times you say what the fuck, mm. and you measure how much louder it got when you watch that movie. Well, uh, like I said, like it, it, it's not gonna happen for a while, but um, <laughs> but we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, mean, I must have read your premise. He was like, "Yeah, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I will say like for for those like if I mean if you're I mean with strange thing about the Johnsons is the the director of that film Ari Aster. I do highly recommend uh, his other two films, which are which are feature length horror films. Um, Hereditary and Midsummer. Those two films are mwah, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Watch But oh man. But but you, but you, but you know what? But you, you know what's not creepy though. You know what's not creepy. You know shifting gears. And in fact, what's not creepy and What's a cause for celebration, I must say, I'm scared. was uh, the ending of last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, we have a new WWE champion. It's no longer The Miz. It is Bobby Lashley of the Hurt Business. I was happy either way. Honestly, like I, I was happy. I was happy for the Miz who went it because he, he definitely deserved it, and they both, they both deserved it. And I broke out a scenario on um, one of the it had to be the knock. And I was, and for, I was getting so much praise from it, and like it kind of overwhelmed me a bit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, you know what, what they need to, what they should do. Both Roman and Bobby Lashley keep their titles through Mania. I'm all for it. You know what? I'm all for build that. those mother. Build them as build them as monster heels. Hmm. Okay, give them the Yokozuna. Give them the Yokozuna treat, treatment from 1993, minus uh, Terry's uh, Terry's politics. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> give them the Yokozuna treatment. Make them. Monsters. Yeah. Have them go at it at Survivor Series, which is already a marquee main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the process, you build stars. On Roman's end, you can build either Shinsuke, Cesaro, or Keith. Build those stars. Mm-hmm. Actually, it can go either way, or you can rebuild Drew. Don't give it to him this year because I hope people, you know, they want they want him to have his WrestleMania moment because he he was cheap on that. And I would like to see him get it, but no. He lost it. Give it time. 
put him in the Randy Orton role where he's putting over other talent, where he's putting over other talent and make us want him. Yeah. So then, by next year's WrestleMania, we want it, and when he gets it, he'll we'll embrace it, and he will fully get that WrestleMania moment. And on Roman's end, have Biggie win the Rumble, which would be something that we want, mm-hmm. and we can get, and it can be that long start that long term storyline booking where he actually had that conversation with Paul Heyman saying. Okay, I will be a main event at WrestleMania. Boom, yeah. there's your story. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that roadmap. Yeah, you know, you know, building, building up, and I, and I agree too. Like with, uh, with Bobby Lashley now, now be finally becoming the WWE champion as well. He should, you know, because like, you know, I, I, I really do admire uh, the the how he's how he has been booked since he joined the hurt business you know he is he's a big deal you know and now the hurt business is a is a legit faction like they've been carrying raw they've been they've been actually the the sole they've actually been like the sole reason why the the one watchable element of monday night raw really to be honest uh because like raw raw is unwatchable like most of the time like i was I like I was playing, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, and then I was like flipping into Raw, like like at the top of every hour, and I see, and I saw like Miz, you know, in his shenanigans. I'm like, okay, this is trash. Back to Jedi Fallen Order, and then I stuck around for like the last five minutes of Raw, and to see Lashley finally win the big one, you know, becoming the the third ever, you know, Black WWE champion in history, you know, it was like, okay, this is this is what I want to see. You know what? Put putting Bobby Lashley at the main event where he belongs, you know, after, after, you know, after going through some terrible stuff, like, you know, the, the Lana, the Lana wedding, which was God awful. And the Bobby Lashley sisters angle with Sami Zayn, which was fucking stupid. This is the Bobby Lashley we wanted to see. And, and now that he's, and you know what? I'm going to yeah. say, you know, what? big up to Lana because she gave him his props on Twitter and he returned it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, and and I and I agree. Like uh, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns, especially, they should both retain at WrestleMania 37. That would be a bold choice for having both of your main of main of to your top level champions to retain. Yeah, and then you can ha- then you can have like title switches like for every other belt uh, on uh, on the rest of the card. Um, you know, keep them strong. You know. Um, uh, with with Bobby Lashley, um, hopefully hopefully this can this can lead to an eventual Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley match that we've all been clamoring for for years. Uh, with Roman Reigns, um, you know who knows maybe Big E can be the one to dethrone him uh, next year, or it could be Apollo Cruz. I really like how what what they're doing with Apollo Cruz. Like he's tapping into his Nigerian roots, which is what I really like. It's oh, like, that- yeah. Go that, ahead. Put your stuff here, you know. Yeah, like yo, like I was, I was in it, cause, cause like Apollo Cruz, like ever since he arrived, you know, even in NXT, he, he, uh, you know, he, he's been kind of floundering. You know, we haven't seen, I mean, we know how talented it is, but we haven't seen that Uha Nation version of him in WWE, not even in NXT. So now, 
we're getting the the Nigerian you know uh, 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 embrace of his roots you know we're, we're getting that from Apollo Cruz and hopefully this will lead to some you know big wins some some major some major title runs I know I, I know he was U.S. champion before but hopefully he can get a solid run with the Intercontinental title you know hopefully eventually he, he can he can get a shot at the Universal Championship and get a run with that when his time comes. Um, hopefully they, they can build Apollo Crews because like there's a story there between him and Roman where you can build it you can build it to where you know you know he he was he he took he took Roman's advice to heart because they had some backstage conversations as we've as we've seen um, so we can say that I took I took Roman's advice to heart I have embraced my roots and now I want to prove myself I want to prove myself to the tribal chief I want to prove myself that I the he may, Roman Reigns might be the chief. But I'm the king. And you know what? I'm gonna show what Nigerian royalty is all about. So you build you build that you build that big uh build big confrontation between Roman Reigns and Apollo Crews for the Universal Championship. And there could be a lot of good a lot of good storytelling right there too, you know, coming full it's circle. Also another another one I could thought I could do it, and I thought about by right, this time here, last few retains. Mm-hmm. Those cracks in the hurt business. Everybody's mm-hmm. got to break out at some time. All good things must come to an end. Mm. Yeah. That loss at WrestleMania can do that and flip them up and then form other stories. Yeah, yeah, that could too. That could too. Like, although, although I don't want to see the hurt business broke up uh, just yet. You know, they do have a lot yeah, of. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Next year. Yeah. Absolutely, you know they have this because a... now they're strong. Now they're that dom- they're that dominant faction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, look, so yeah, there's some there's some good elements that I'm seeing uh, in in uh, on the main roster. You know, albeit few and far between. But um, but yeah, man, um, they're they're moving in the right direction with the right people, which is what I like. Right. Um, uh, uh, um, I do got to show you the Eddie video, but Eddie, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> I gotta show you that video. It'll, you know, it, get, it eventually did get flagged. My bad for that UWO, but at least you know a good amount of people saw it. The right people saw it. Eddie's gift was perfect for it. <laughs> like his reply gift was perfect. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. And thanks for the props, Brian. But yeah. I had I, I had the blast making that video, making those last two videos. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's 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 what's up, you know. Um, and also speaking of speaking of wrestling, you know, this this week, uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna see the beginnings of the New Japan Cup 2021 tournament. Uh, I think they're doing something on wrestling. Is tr- I think B Rob's doing something on wrestling is trash. Mm. For that, so be on, you know, be on the lookout for that. You know what? We'll actually post it on our on our uh, Codex Facebook way if they if they do go live for it. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a there's some there's some potential uh, some potential uh, picks. Like I'm gonna like for for me, I'm still gonna lean. I'm gonna still I'm still gonna root for Sonata uh, to take it, which will be interesting because his former tag team partner Evil won it last year, and he and yeah. Evil received a buy a first round buy in this tournament. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the the current never open weight champion, he also received a, a first round bye. Um, so I'm 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 gonna say that either Sonata 
he's my number one pick to win. If not him, then it should be Jay White. Because uh, Jay White, man, Jay, Jay White is freaking... Yo, he he's he went from White Claw. He went from White Claw to Truly's. <laughs> uh, I don't know what Truly's is. Is is it a better brand? Apparently, like a lot of a lot of people are drinking that. And I'm like, that's just disgusting. Dude. Like I'm cursed. I'm traumatized from White Claw. <laughs> uh, that was gold. That was gold. <laughs> You're drunk like a champion, like. Like you drunk it like you liked it. I didn't like it. Like I've had worse, but like it had no flavor. It really had no flavor right. at all. That was just weird to me. But but yeah, my prediction is is Sonata to win the New Japan Cup. Um, if not him, then my second uh, choice would be Jay White. Um, because Jay White, I think like, he's Ryan, most improved. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say like. Hey, Ryan, yeah. your uh, prediction for the exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, Kenny Omega to retain. Um. I, it, yeah, it, it's it's too soon for to for Omega to drop the belt, especially with their whole deal with Impact Wrestling, you know, and the so-called Forbidden Door and all this. Um, uh, yeah, Omega, I think Omega's gonna hold the championship for most of this year. I think by by the towards the end of the year he'll probably drop it. Um, the question is to who? It's it's hard to say who he drop it to. Maybe MJF. Yeah. Um, I can see MJF being the next champion. Um, Scorpio Jer- Sky. Scorpio Sky. I that man needs to shit. That boy needs to shine. Yeah, I'd love to see Scorpio Sky uh, win it. You know, a bold, you know, a bold, uh, a bold choice, a bold prediction, because he's he's gotten a lot of traction in in these past few months. Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix, AEW champion. It's possible. He could be. He should be in the main event title picture, or like hovering around there, because he's been showing improving on his own from months on end in the AEW Dynamite. He had a really good showing against Lance Archer last week. Yeah, yeah. So and and also as far as the uh, AEW Women's Championship, um, it's, it's definitely time for Hikaru Shida uh, to to drop the title. Uh, it's just a matter of when and 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 to who. Um, fun fact, Hikaru Shida is the longest reigning singles champion uh, uh, in AEW uh, as as of now, surpassing John Moxley's uh, title reign as AEW World Champion. Um, so so yeah yeah so so I'm wondering I'm wondering who 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 she'll drop it to. Um, I mean, ideally. Ideally, it should be Britt Baker. Britt Baker should be the next women's champion, but she did she did lose the turn in in the in the women's eliminate, eliminator tournament to Nyla Rose. Um, Nyla Rose. Um, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was it, say again, Carl. No, I was saying they already are in the finals. It's uh, Nyla Rose and um, I. I ju- they just showed it on Impact too, and I already forgot her name, but it was from the Jap. She's from the Japanese side. Yeah. Okay. But whoever wins against that will face Hikaru uh, Shida. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and honestly, I'm, I don't want to see that Rose win. Somebody different. Like you gotta showcase these new faces. Yeah. Yeah. You got you gotta showcase like n- uh, newer faces. Um, and also, uh, 
and and also it's like like AEW's women's division in terms of like the 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 depth of talent, it's it's is still comparatively shallow to NXT's women's division, which is A one. Um, but yeah, or even impacts. Yeah, or even impacts too. Yeah, with uh, Diana Perrazzo, um, um, the the Knockouts Women's Champions, Fire and Flavor, um, and others. Uh, but but um. But as far as uh, but as far as like uh, uh a AEW, yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna say like for the for, as far as like the the world title picture, yeah, Ray Phoenix put him in the main event somewhere, as long, along with Scorpio Sky, of course. Um, oh, and also one more thing about AEW, and this one this one has has piqued my curiosity. This could this could this could be we could be blown away, or this could be a train wreck. Shaq. And Jade Shaq and Jade Cargill teaming up. Um, okay, with I mean with I mean with Jade Cargill, here's what I'll say. Jade Cargill has the look. She looks like a million bucks. She's she 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 has she has she she has, she has the look of a superstar. But the question for months is can she wrestle how good is she in the is it, how good is she in the square circle because you can have that star look you can have you can have the marketing behind you but when it comes to when it comes down to the get down when it comes down to the nitty gritty uh when it comes down to you know the collar and elbow tie up where do you go from there can you put it down as a competitor we don't know. We still haven't seen anything from Miss Cargill yet. So I'm hoping that she blows us away. I'm hoping that she's like, wow, what a phenomenal. I hope that we're going to come away like, wow, she's a phenomenal talent. If not, I don't know how AEW is going to justify that one. But what, what, what say you, Carl? Like which it's like what well, first of all I'm I know I'm guaranteed to see some type of comedy. Mm, some comedy. But it's yeah, and it's like it's like Bruce Pritchard. It's like what Bruce Pritchard usually says is like we have the look, they got all this, mm-hmm. and then the bell rang. Yes. <laughs> yep. And it and when that bell rings, you either you either show improve or you choke. Yeah, this this could go this could go the way of um, this this could go the way of Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae, or it can go the way of Charmel and Jenna Maraska. <laughs> Let's hope it's the former and not the latter. Um, uh, look, looking at uh, Kyle's comments uh, in regards to Jade Cargill, he says she's okay. She's not iconic, but okay. All right. Uh, thoughts on Brian asking us. Uh, thoughts on Paul White coming in, uh, the former Big Show. Um, definitely a surprise. Very, very, definitely a shock. Did not, ex- did nobody saw that coming. Um, but I'm interested in Paul in Paul White's role. I know he's going to be a commentator on AEW's second YouTube show, um, uh, which will, which will be on Monday nights. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I wonder if Paul White's, um, in addition to being a, a commentator, if he's going to be like a player coach. Because I, I know that I know that Tony Khan has some matches planned for him. 
But is he going to be like that player coach where he's going to, you know, be most like a trainer, you know, like or like a manager of some kind, in addition to being a commentator? Is he is he going to lead his own faction? He can't, he can't be a, he can't be a manager. Yeah. No, you he don't. Can't be a manager. You don't think so? No. He's he's Paul White. He's the big show. He will stand out just by him standing there. He will stand out over whoever he's trying to put over. No, no. I mean, maybe stature, sure. But I will say that, like, yeah. like I'll say that, I'll say that him That's as a, key. yeah. But I will say that him as a manager, I think, I think that having that that contrast can actually work in his favor, it, and especially depending on the the how talented his uh whoever he's managing is. I, I think I think that could be a really cool contrast to see because we haven't seen that before. Um, and, and, yeah, and we and, have to see whoever that talent is has to be like Super Saiyan Kenny Omega. Sure. Just just the stat the stature alone. Those little key points are very very important. Like you don't, as a manager, you want to you want to put your talent over. It's really gonna be hard for Big Show to do that if he's a manager. Like I said, I would say put him in. No, trust me. Something as little as, and Brian can attest to this. When Brian Cage first aligned up, aligned with Taz, Taz would cut the promos and he would stand in front of Taz, he would stand in front of Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. You were automatically paying more attention to Taz than we, than you was to Brian Cage. Bully Ray pointed that out. Big Show will automatically do that regardless if he's standing in front of his talent or behind him because of his stature alone and because of who he is. I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but I think it, I, I still think it, it can work depending on who he's working with. I mean, I don't, I don't think that the the idea should be written off completely. Like, you know, you, you can always try it out and see and see what develops, and or you can always, you know, if it doesn't work, you can just like, you know, toss it in the bin like Nightmare Collective. You know, Nightmare Collective, they oh tried. I, I want to see. Okay, <laughs> Brian Lowe just said Paul White managed Marco Stunt. I want to see Paul White. Toss Marco Stunt in the air. I just want to see it. <laughs> I just want to see. How, I just. I have to see how far Marco Stunt will go. Yeah, that that would be quite the visual. Um, One time, that's all I need, and I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Just wee. Mhm. Yeah, we we'd love to see. We'd love to see that. And uh, the odds of getting a Paul Paul White versus Shaq match, the odds are high. It's yep. Yep. Yeah, it is, it is going to happen. I mean, we had a small tease at WrestleMania 32 um, when they went face to face, but they didn't do anything, and at, like the, some random battle royal. So, I mean, here at this point, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a Shaq versus uh, Paul White one on one. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely high. Yeah. Hey, have you actually checked out uh, Young Rock? Young Rock. Yeah, the Rock's new show about his life and his childhood and stuff. Oh, I've seen I've seen a commercial, but it's cute. It's like you know, it's it's interesting how how we like cast like the wrestlers and stuff. But it is just uh, like whoever he got to play the Wild Samoans, they really look a lot like whoever's playing his mother looks a lot like his mother. Wow, um, it, it's it's like, uh, <laughs> especially that I was gonna be like, all right, I've seen enough, I'm cool. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I might I might check it out. You know, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, check it out for like a few episodes and you, uh, you'll find out you'll probably be done. Okay. 
Cool. Yeah, man, it looks like uh, Aaron Ferguson and Brian love the show uh, so far. It's, 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 it's like, I have to put it on a level as adorable, though. especially like what the guy who played, um, the guy who plays Andre the Giant, he plays Happy in Birds of Prey. Oh, okay. Nice. And he he looks a lot like him. He, he kind of embraces it. I'm like, that's cool. Hmm. Like, it, it's one of the just like a nice little put a smile on it'll put a smile on your face okay yeah oh what network does young rock come on mpc it literally it literally just went off so you can catch it on hulu tomorrow oh nice okay yeah i'll, I'll check out an episode and see what i see what it's about nice yeah man uh yeah any other, other than that uh yeah any any other uh any other cool things you want to you want to mention that we didn't touch on? Um, I know I got... Okay. Um, my The next episode of Blurred Eye View will be moved to this Friday instead mm -hmm. of uh, last Friday. And on Zoom Unity, the theme will actually be... the uh, Last week was a pajama party. This And uh, Fred, De, Fred the Great killed it. Mm -hmm. So this uh, this week they're actually going to start doing their line of uh, high school reunions ooh so uh, this week will be um, this week will be Hope High School shout out to the Blue Wave my alma mater <laughs> uh, and I think Central will be next but they're going to do Mount Pleasant so I'll definitely let you know when they do that hmm like have you have you ever been to to any any of your high school reunions yeah I've been to my 10 my 10 year hmm it was a lot of fun. Oh, interesting. You know, I've I've never thought I've never thought to to go to uh, uh, my high school reunion because it's like, well, I mean, what what's the point? Plus social media. It, uh, yeah, it does make it seem like kind of hard, but it's still kind of like in that time to so like you know all come together and stuff. You know that it was mine was cool. I had a great time. That's cool. Nice. Who, like, who could they come in from out of state? So just to see them, you know, in person and stuff and really catch up, it mm. was really nice. So I had fun with mine. Hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, like, for, you know, for uh, uh, future episodes of the podcast, you know, I have a we have a few more uh, tournament uh, ideas, uh, some of which I whipped up. Um, cause I was really bored at work. And so like when I had some downtime, I was like, Hmm, okay. So like so far I, um, in the, in future episodes, we're going to have like, we're going to have a sci-fi action movies tournament. Uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Um, got some good picks there. Um, there's also going to be a horror films tournament, uh, best horror films of the 21st century, including the year 2000. So that's going to be a future episode. Um, you know, I was thinking of I was thinking of like one idea too um, that um, you know uh, uh, Patty from last week's episode uh, of our Black Sitcoms tournament brought up. You know, like when oh. when we mentioned like um, you know best sitcom wives or best sitcom husbands tournament. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm I'm thinking like best sitcom couples tournament, which Lad wants it. Lad wants it. Okay. He's probably on the spot in Zoom Unity, and we talked to him, and we we talked about it, promoted the show, and he's like, he wants it. Okay. He wants it. I'm gonna let you know as soon as we get as soon as we get it down. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, a sitcom, a sitcom couples tournament will definitely be one in the works. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put it together. Um, I will tell you uh, one couple that's not going to be on there uh, for moral reasons. Um, you can guess, you can guess uh, what, what, what that couple is. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby's not going to be in the tournament. Spoiler alert. He's not. Anyway, um, uh, to answer uh, uh, AK's question, yes, Demolition Man will be in my sci-fi action films tournament. Definitely. Um, he's, that's going to be there. Um, oh gosh, I, I have a, I had a couple other tournament ideas too, which I'm kind of blanking on right now, but I'm always coming up with different ones, uh, for future episodes. Um, I, I also have an idea for like a sketch comedy, sketch comedy show tournament. Um, that might, that might, you, you'd be surprised. I can, I, I can, I can probably stretch it out to like 16, 16 shows at, at least. I, I just got to do some research as to what's available. Oh, spoiler alert. Living Color is playing. Well, that's the, that's the thing. I'm, I'm going to have to make it hard for a living, for a living, uh, in Living Color to win because um, I, I want to make it more challenging. Um, let me see. Uh, what, what, what else? Uh, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's plenty. There's, there's a few, few, few tournament ideas that I'll, I'll have cooking up. Uh, so be on the lookout for those, but the next one will definitely be a, 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 a the the sci-fi action movies tournament. Um, whoever wants, to, whoever in the chat, whoever wants to participate, come one, come all. Um, you'll 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 definitely enjoy some of the ones I have on there. Um, whether it's Pop Stew, uh, Brian, UWO, uh, come one, come all. Anybody anybody who's watching this as well. Um, what else? Uh, yeah. We got some guests. We got some guests coming up. Yep, we have some guests uh, uh lining up uh, for future episodes as well. So definitely tune in. Um, you'll definitely you'll definitely uh, uh like 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 who we have in store. Um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get so I'm gonna get the blurred eye views on the on our YouTube and hopefully we will get some Victor's Corner, and some more content from ERN. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Who's your creative? I'm like really excited about this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, Carl, uh, tell the good people uh, where they can find our podcast. You can listen to us everywhere on your uh, po- whatever po- podcast platform, whether iTunes. Please leave us that five star review. Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere. And you can find us on social media, obviously on Facebook, uh, Facebook Live, thanks for watching, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, absolutely, yes. And you can also find uh, our individual accounts on social media. I'm at I'm on Twitter and Instagram, both at Victor Omoyo. And you can find uh, uh, Carl on Instagram at, at uh, MrBird1027. Yep, and Twitter as well. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. So yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, um, thank y'all for watching. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Um, uh, right now it's ten oh one. I'll probably hop on Hulu, maybe watch another episode of Family Matters. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. What, Carl? What? Lying ass. <laughs> what? You ain't watching no damn Family Matters. You know, well, before before we sign off, okay, I uh, like after the t- after the tournament because I because I noticed that uh, that uh, Family Matters is on Hulu, 
so so I did go back and I and I watched a few of the episodes. Um, well, 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 the later ones in the in the last uh, couple seasons, and and you know what, I, I I will I will say one thing, okay, the 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 connection or the relationship between Steve and Laura towards the end of the show, I actually appreciated a little. I thought that was kind of sweet. I thought I, I thought I thought it was kind of sweet, you know, because like how Steve was improving himself. You know, in terms of his attire, in terms of like his, you know, his his general countenance, he was becoming less clumsy and all this. Still nerdy, but like, but like Laura was, Laura actually genuinely came around to him. I'm like, you know what? I actually appreciate that. That's actually kind of sweet. And I would, and I will say, even though in the tournament, you know, last last week where, you know, where I where I said that Myra Monkhouse was uh was was just the right woman for Steve. I I didn't I didn't remember this until I watched a few episodes uh, just the other night. Myra turned out to be batshit crazy. Like she turned out to be like like stalker number one, like super jealous, super possessive. Like she had it. She had like surveillance equipment installed in, in this in this guy's bedroom. I'm like, oh oh I see see that part I didn't even remember. I didn't remember how possessive Myra was. You know, so I can I can understand why Steve and Laura, you know, had that sweet connection. But I will say though, um, um, you know, the whole Steve and Laura relationship, you know, in 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 mo- for for much of the show, that can only work on a sitcom, of course. You know, only on television, only only in a fictional story, because, and and this, and, and I'm speaking to all the guys out there, like in the context of like straight hetero hetero relationships guys if there's a if there's a woman you like and i don't care how sweet on on her you you what you are how well you know her for a long time even if you're friends if you ask her out or if you want to you know take the friendship to the next level or if you feel like there's like a potential ro- romantic connection there if the if the woman says no just no means no. That's it. There, there's no such thing as persistence in real life. That persistence is not attractive in real life. Um, just, just walk away. Just, just walk away. Don't be Steve Urkel talking about I'm wearing you down, baby. I'm wearing you down. No, that does not fly in real life, people. So, so you can say that the that the exactly. relationship you can say that the relationship between Laura exactly. and Steve on Family Matters is, is, is exactly. sweet. No, no, no. Persist. No. Persist. Happen in real life. It nope. happened in real life. Nah. I won't put their business out there. I, I will not put the, their business out there, mm-hmm. but it has happened, and it has been very successful. Um, um, it hasn't happened in my experience, so I can't speak That's to that. Her experience, but I've seen it with other people. Um, yes, yes. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron says you gotta take the L and keep it moving, like like I did. <laughs> But sometimes it does end up coming full circle, and I have seen that happen. And that's and that's extremely rare, like a Dallas Cowboys win. And on that note, um, we will catch you on the flip. <laughs> uh, peace out, nerds, and we will catch you next week.